Thanks for the visit. You've no idea how happy I am to have a face, your face, to talk at, talk to. God, you look great. You have to tell me how Bruce and Stephanie are doing, okay? Remind me to ask you if I don't. Uh, the last six months began as a wreckage. Like a dumpster emptying garbage into a pile at a garbage dump. Which I guess now that I say it out loud is the destination of any dumpster. And when I was a kid, my dad used to take me to the dump to throw away his recliner or whatever thing was too big to leave on the curb. We did leave the door from our fridge on the curb. Do you know it's illegal to throw away your refrigerator with a door on it? Because kids can play inside of it and get locked in and die. Most laws are written with the playing habits of children in mind. I didn't like the dump. I liked air-conditioned interiors as a boy. And soap smells. Card games. The feel of my heavy plastic dominoes in my soft, tiny hands. The clicking sounds they would make when I collected them when I was done. Do you know when you're done playing dominoes? I did. I had just had enough. You smell incredible, by the way. If you were a butterscotch pudding, I would scrape my plastic spoon against the insides of your container. The rounded plastic cube-like thing in which all modern pudding belongs. Then I would lick the lid clean, just to get all of you in my face. Or head. Here's the head, the mind, the face, and the brain. And, of course, the hair. Everybody at home is probably wondering whether I did it. Or they're not. And you're here to pretend not to know that they all think, they all believe that they know that I did. Thank you for your poker face. Thank you for your pudding hair. Strangling is a very specific kind of murder technique. It's baked in glamour, is undeniable, but I promise the execution leaves little to cinematic noir. There are no soft edges, or flattering diffused light falling on lashes, or accentuating the angle of a cheek. There is, however, an intimacy to strangulation, or I imagine there is. There is sex appeal to the notion of approaching a woman from behind, as Attenborough or any of his pornographic peers would peg it, and conversing with her neck in a physical way. To be close enough to a woman's neck, for her to feel your exhalations on a warm cylindrical part of her that's coated with potentially erect tiny hairs, is obviously a pheromone-rich experience. Mouth and breath and neck skin. It's as close as holding hands with a sweaty boy in grade school on a teacher's command. Even closer. In the olden days, there were fangs. I guess the kids are back into fangs. Vampire stuff, Bella Lugosi, Hot Topic. It's all rock and roll at Billy Joel. But then, there's the pulling. 
Pulling is arguably the most important part of strangling, if you're results-based. And pulling isn't delicate. There's no tango or intrigue. It's the brute monotony of 1,000 meters on a rowing machine. It's your commitment to the leather leash when your pit bull goes amok. There is no Barbara Stanwyck in the act of pulling. Certainly not in the act of pulling hard enough to get into trouble. That's where it all goes from tawdry to ugly. Strangling a woman, or trying to, I imagine, is not as calmly satisfying as the cool glide of wire through a tower of wet, soft clay. There is grunting. There is the engorgement of dry fingertips and knuckle on either side of the belt. Oh, there's a belt. And depending on whether your dad spoiled the child when you were growing up, or he just give you the stern admonishment of a tired immigrant with dwindling resources, you will have lurid associations with the sound of a disengaging buckle. I can say that in my observable experience on earth, I've known a man or lady who liked to lash or be lashed with a belt without someone's dad-shaped shadow casting its grumpy, stout, bathrobe, bourbon-scented, dragging a newspaper into the bathroom murkiness onto the whole affair. From behind. How dreadful. How are Bruce and Stephanie? You know what they should have here, by the way? You know what a good measure of difference would be under the filth roof of this granite campus? Now, I know we're already divided by the impact of our actions and their frequency. First-time offenders, say, in the field of selling narcotics, that's the second floor, east wing, for the sake of example. But perhaps it would be wiser to slice us down the middle with a wire and lop us off into two wet, soft binary slabs. Because our doings, if they define our character, which is the premise of all I consider real, at least in this moment, can really belong to only one of two designations, bloodless and bloody. Strangling is a bloodless crime. That's why it was so popular in old films. The Hays Code, heard of it? I have, but everything else I know about it and other subjects is balanced on a Jenga tower of my own isolated assumptions about how the world works. I didn't finish college. You know that, and it was one of the things you liked about me when we first started eating turkey burgers together on the weekend. So on screen, at one time, blood was verboten, at least according to my perception of film's haze days. But the impact of strangling is bloody. Its effect on the parties involved. I mean, I imagine it is. I don't see many fluids anymore. Tears are passe in my wing. And I've nurtured whatever chilliness you found frustrating over our time together to deflect most of the carnality others may have, at least initially, projected onto my skill set. Here, everybody is either good for something or seeks a thing that isn't the person who can give it to them. It's a very direct needs-based economy that way. I complain, but I really don't find it much worse in here than it was out there. There's certainly less struggle. And struggle, while it bears romantic significance in the act of strangling a woman, has never been a game I've enjoyed with a solo player. 
Before you give me the hairy eyeball, I want to talk about the difference between struggle and torture. Although as I even pose the two as a contrastable duo, it seems like... Well, it seems like I'd be mansplaining, because, well, duh, struggle is a tennis match, torture is a video game. Struggle and strangling, because of its interactive democratic tendencies, is actually more feminist, which I know is of interest to you. So keep that in mind at Thanksgiving, where my name comes up and you find yourself as a state-appointed defense, if that role still appeals. Ah, thanks for visiting. Can I take your hand? I've gotten into the habit of asking before acting. I love you. Thank you for your face. Tell my mother she did no wrong in sparing the rod. And tell my brother Rod that I forgive his transgressions around my dominoes. Perhaps then one day he'll forgive my transgressions around his wife and her soft, wet neck and cool, loud mouth. <sighs> Maybe I'll see you before Christmas. I would like that a lot. Goodbye, Paula. Thank you for your soft butterscotch ear as I rambled on. And perhaps I'll see Bruce and Stephanie before Christmas as well. Oh, dear. I would like that a lot. Getting On with James Urbaniak. Episode 23, Bloodless, was written by Julie Klausner and performed by James Urbaniak. It was produced by James Urbaniak and Dustin Marshall. This program is part of the Feral Audio Network. Visit feralaudio.com for prior episodes and other podcasts.